Talk Radio 96.7. Sports Central. That's what you got on your radio right now. We're talking sports. Brought to you by Hollywood Signs. Your host of Sports Central, the first one of the year, Justin LaFerrier. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. As Eric said, first edition here in the new year. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. That familiar voice back after a week's hiatus. A couple weeks. I know you missed A couple weeks? Weeks? Yeah, a week. A week hiatus. Miss Becky Messina. Did you have a good holiday? I did. Just spent time with family. Nice. Always good. I was a a road warrior. I heard. Three drove, states? Drove a lot. Well, stopped in three states. But drove, drove the through whole country. a lot more. <laughs> 1,200 miles one way. That's a lot of gas. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. Anyway, uh, glad uh, to be here for the first edition here in 2024. We got a jam-packed show, as we always do. It seems like every week. We'll let you know what's going on in the high school and local update. We got a great guest in segment two, uh, assistant Men's basketball coach with Florida Southern College, Luke St. Lifer, will be here to talk about the huge win that the Mox just had uh, last night. Last night. Tap, last tap, night. piss. <laughs> Go, Mox. The Global Gym Purple Cobras in the house. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Becky and I are going to give you our weekly NFL pickums for the last week of the NFL season. And then we'll wrap it up with our local update and let you know what's going on here in Central Florida's Polk County. But without further ado, Becky, let's jump into it. Well, everyone knows I like to talk about the Polk County All Sports Awards happening June 18th, 2024. RP funding. Be there. Um, the Ledger came out with the Fall Athlete and Coaches of the Year for 2023. So we're going to just rattle some off. Uh, Boy Swimmer of the Year is Dylan Cardosi from George Jenkins High School. Girl Swimmer of the Year is Mary Lay Hardman for like the fourth time, by the way, <laughs> uh, from Lake Wales High School. When you're School. good, you're good. Yeah. Girls Golfer of the Year goes to Darby Hancock, again a repeat, uh, from Kathleen High School. Boys Golfer of the Year, Anthony Montelione from Winter Haven High School, another repeat. Most of these are, like, repeats from at least last year, because that's the only uh-huh. year I know. Um, Girls Bowler of the Year, Grace Davis, Lake Wales High School. Boys Bowler of the Year, Max Craig, George Jenkins High School. Boys Runner of the Year for Cross Country, it's Caden Baker from George Jenkins. Girls Runner of the Year is 8th grader. Emma Wilkinson wow. from Lakeland Christian. Uh, player of the Year for Volleyball goes to Julia Urbina, who I believe is signed to Georgetown to play. Wow. Uh, from McKeel Academy. Large School Defensive uh, Player of the Year for Football goes to John K. Richardson from Lake Wales. Small School Defensive goes to Tim Jones from Mulberry. Big School Offensive goes, goes to Xander Smith from Lakeland. And Small School Offensive goes to Carson. This was the only name I couldn't say. Monstacoa from Fort Meade. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the coaches. Nistel, yep, from McKeel. Uh, boys golf, Charlie James, Winter Haven High School. Boys swimming is Jen Goslin from George Jenkins. Girls swimming, Anna Pizarro from Lake Wales. Boys bowling, Matt Townley from George Jenkins. Boys, sorry, girls bowling is Matt Townley from George Jenkins. Boys bowling is Zamara Piera from Lake Wales. Boys Cross Country is Chris Smith from Geneva Classical. Girls Cross Country is Milton Lyons from Lakeland Christian. Volleyball is Leslie Roberts from Bartow High School. And lastly, football goes to Marvin Frazier from Lakeland High School, who just won a, uh, what, the state championship? State championship. That's right. So we'll be honoring the whole team for the state championship. Oh, yeah. What was that date on the All Sports Awards? June 18th. June 18th. Right across the street at the RP Funding Center. 
we will be honoring those boys and girls and uh, men's and women's coaches uh, on June 18th. So congrats. I'm pretty proud of myself. I haven't been able to read names like that in a really long time. <laughs> it's because you took a week off. Yeah. You came back well rested. It's because I've been looking at those names for like three weeks. That too. <laughs> So, go ahead. I know you want to talk about lacrosse. Uh, yeah. So, Florida Southern men's lacrosse is back. Um, Marty Ward announces the lacrosse schedule. Uh, Florida Southern is currently ranked number 14. And the schedule dropped December 20th. So, the schedule is featuring seven home contests and eight road matchups. The mocks are going to battle programs from five different states, including Alabama, Colorado, Florida, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Seven of the mocks and opponents were ranked in the final USILA Blayton Lacrosse 2023 Men's Coaches Division II poll, uh, including Rollins, Wingate, Limestone, Tampa, Colorado, Anderson, and Lander. Five of the seven ranked opponents will host the Moccasins in 2024, and only two home contests are going to be March 19th against Colorado Mesa and Lakeland, and April 6th for the Sunshine State Conference contest at home against number two Rollins, who they lost to the championship last year. So. Revenge game. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Weber International Warriors men's basketball team starts the new year off with a win. They defeated Missouri Baptist 75 to 66 to end their 2023 campaign 12 to 2. Three Warriors collected double digits to extend their win streak to five. Let's see. Uh, the Warriors went on a 14 to 10 run over the next uh, five minutes. Dunked by Nesby, kept the momentum in the Warriors' direction. Weber International will be back in action after a short break as they begin conference play in West Palm Beach against the Seahawks of Kaiser University. Yes, uh, I also just got word um, (laughs) from my friends at Florida Southern. Marty Ward was also the men's lacrosse coach uh, selected for induction into the North American Indigenous Athletics Hall of Fame. Congrats. Shout out Marty Ward. Big time. Uh, Apparently somebody's listening to the show. Yeah, it's Brad. (laughs) Got it. Uh, moving on to Warner University, women's basketball goes down to the number four Lions. The Royals faced off against Freed Hardman University, Tennessee, in a home matchup located in Lake Wales. The Royals came out of the gate sluggish in the contest, only notching two points in the first quarter compared to the Lions' 15. Despite a better second half, the Royals' shooting woes led to a 43-56 defeat against the visiting Freed Hardman University Lions. Both teams capitalized on missed shots, with each team garnering 20 defensive rebounds. Leading the way for the Royals was Jasmine Edwards, who finished the game with a double-double and a perfect 6-for-6 from the charity stripe. Edwards totaled a team high of 14 points and 12 rebounds to go along with a block and two steals. Southeastern University Wrestling takes a trip to the Citrus Open. They had 29 wrestlers compete at the Open at Cardinal Gibbons High School in two different divisions of the tournament. Five wrestlers placed in the top five, highlighted by Jackson Crawford and Ralph Sanchez, finishing second in the Warrior Divisions of 141 and 197, respectively. Crawford reached the final with a pair of major decisions and a second-period fall before a 6-5 loss in the final to Cornell College's Elliott Cooney. Sanchez recorded a first-period fall and a 12-5 decision to reach the championship, which was won by Braden Hoffman of Cornell College as well. The team will next compete on Friday at the NWCA National Team Duels in Cedar Falls, Iowa. I thought I'd throw some wrestling in there. <laughs> Why? I just feel like right now... We don't like, talk about it a lot. Yeah, we don't talk about it a lot, and right now everything's basketball. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... Like, considering we're about to talk to a basketball yeah, coach. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong <laughs> with that, but like, I threw some lacrosse and wrestling in there to break it up. Got it. Uh, 
Moving on to Polk State, uh, Polk State basketball uses turnovers to corral the Bulls. Polk State basketball closed out their 2023 portion of the season Tuesday night, which was like a few weeks ago Tuesday, uh, with an empathetic 114-59 victory over Florida Central Tech. With the win, the Eagles improved to 5-0 and inside the health, the health center this year. Polk State was currently sitting 8-4, and forced a bounty of miscues from the Florida Central from Florida Central, causing 29 total turnovers, which the Eagles scored 33 points off. The Eagles also dominated the rebound battle 64-34 to and scored 44 points on the second-chance buckets. The Eagles shot 51.1%, 23-for-45, from the field in the first half, making more baskets in the first half than the Bulls did in the entire contest. Polk quickly got out to a considerable lead and did not relent, taking a 57-29 lead into halftime, the most points the Eagles have scored in the first half this season. There you have it. That is our local college update. Of course, uh, high school just getting back into school. So in the next few weeks, we'll have some more high school updates on what's going on here in Central Florida's Polk County. But I believe that's going to do it for segment one here on Sports Central. Stay with us. Becky and I got a great guest coming up. Talk Radio 96.7. Sports Central's on your radio this Thursday afternoon. And it's brought to you by Auntie Ann's. Let's get back to it. We've got Becky and Justin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. I'm Justin, sitting alongside Becky. Back with you in 2024, talking sports. And as promised, we've got a great guest for you. Assistant men's basketball coach, Mr. Luke St. Lifer with Florida Southern College is on to talk about a huge win the team had last night. Luke, are you with us, sir? I am, I am. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited. Of course. Uh, Luke, I just want to clarify real quick in case I'm getting it wrong. Is it St. Lifer? St. Lifer, you got it. Awesome. Awesome. I've got a terrible last name, so I uh, always want to make sure I'm pronouncing people's <laughs> names correctly. Uh, but thanks for joining us, man. So uh, this, uh, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a Florida Southern alum, Becky, a Florida Southern alum as well. So this is huge news for us being uh, moccasins ourselves, man. But uh, big, big win last night for the mocks on the uh, hard courts. Yeah, huge win, uh, huge win for the for, for the team, for the program, um, you know, for the school. Like you said, uh, a ton of uh, former players, friends that I went to school with uh, te- texting us today, just really excited. Um, you know, obviously, Nova Southeastern, they won 62 games in a row for a reason. Um, it's, you know, I, I, definitely not a fluke that they're an unbelievable team, um, high-level coaching staff, and uh, just really proud of our guys, though. I think part of um, – the Nova Southeastern effect is that um, they've won that many games in a row and people know that, you know, that that hasn't been done um, in college basketball across any level. So um, there is an intimidation factor there. Um, And I'm just really proud of of our guys of how they, um, their mindset kind of going into the game, um, just handling all the noise of of the streak and um, a team like that, that's number one in the country, them coming into our gym, um, they, they handled they handled it perfectly, and really excited for them that that they get to enjoy this win. Yeah, you I mean, you touched on the streak uh, that obviously Nova came in last night with the 62 consecutive regular season wins. You guys snapped a couple other streaks: 46 consecutive wins altogether, and 44 consecutive Sunshine State Conference wins. So, I, I'd imagine that you that kind of presence coming into the Fieldhouse last night. The team, obviously, like you mentioned, well aware of it. Um, it's something that hasn't been done 
like again, as you mentioned, across any level of college basketball. So walk us through the game a little bit because it seems like the first half the team came out maybe a little tight. Maybe maybe it was just kind of the moment. But you guys entered halftime with an 11-point deficit and then obviously turned things around. Did, did uh, Coach Donnelly tell the guys anything at halftime that really sparked them in the second half? Yeah, well, you know, to, to, from the start of the game, um, regardless of streak and how successful they've been, Nova Southeastern in general is just a, an awkward and tough game because of their play style. You know, they're going to press, they're going to trap, um, they're, they're physical, um, they, they're, you know, you're not always going to get the, the foul calls that you're looking for or you want. Um, we let the guys know that very, very early in the week that if this was going to be a game where you're worried about that type of stuff, then it could be a long night. Um, and the guys were, were exceptionally good from the start with that stuff and just, just the mindset going into the game. Then, um, like you said, you know, first half, um, we struggled a little bit um, on the offensive end. Shots that normally go for us didn't. Um, but, but we stayed together. And, and in, at halftime, you know, there was, there was no real, um, oh, we need to change this, this, and this. It really came from, came from our guys. And we, we have a really connected uh, older veteran group that, um, you know, that we have some transfers, some older guys uh, that I'm sure wasn't, this wasn't the, the first big game that they've ever played in. So um, a couple of our veteran guys stepped up and in, in, in the locker room and, 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 you know, brought the team in and was just like, look, here's the deal. Like we're, we're down 11 points. Um, and once our offense gets going and, and we start clicking more and more on the defensive end, you know, we're going to be right there. So, um, we took their punches early and just really, really proud of our guys' effort um, just to keep on swinging. You know, I don't think anyone on our team, anyone on our staff, uh, thought that we were going to go in to this game and, and, and be up by 15 at halftime. It's just not the case. It's not one of those games. So, um, like you said, once things loosened up in the, in the second half and we were able to get going a little bit, um, once we were in striking distance, the guys, the guys got their confidence back and, and you know, we, we were able to finish it out. That's fantastic, man. Talk a little bit about the team, the guys that obviously stepped up for you. You mentioned some veteran presence, which goes a long way. I know playing team sports myself growing up, the the veteran leadership is second to none on any sort of team sport. But, you know, guys like obviously last night with Luke Anderson putting in 22 points, Alex Steen, uh, I apologize if I get his name wrong, Ecole Arop putting in yep. 18 and 17 respectively. I mean, are those are those the guys you're talking about in terms of veteran leadership really stepping up on the offensive end? Yeah, yeah, th those three were were really really good for us. Um, and, and then even the guys that that didn't produce in the stat sheet, um, we uh, honestly I can't say enough about about the group we have. It's just such a fun group to be around. Getting up to go to work every day um, is 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 awesome, and it makes coaching so much easier because obviously you know your job as a coach is to get you know everything you can out of your players. And um, I, we talk about it all the time with Coach Donnelly. This group, when you bring it every single day, it just makes our lives easier as coaches. You know, we can just focus more on the game plan and focus on um, what we want to do practice-wise and not have to worry about walking on eggshells or if the guys are going to bring it every day, um, you know, to that day in practice uh, because we know they are. Um, you know, so, so older guys, you know, even Noah Lewis, uh, Connor Raines, um, guys that, you know, didn't do a ton maybe production stat sheet-wise, uh, just ha have such a good leadership um, ability to bring our group together and, and their voice carries so much weight to, with, with our team. 
uh, when they, when they speak up, everyone listens, and um, usually there's a positive result after that. So yeah. uh, Noah Lewis on our bench is just extremely, extremely vocal, always saying the right things at the right times. Um, then, honestly, Connor Raines at halftime um, was, was extremely vocal and uh, kind of got us going a little bit, got our team going. So, like you said, it gave uh, Coach Donnelly time to – really figure out any adjustments we, we needed to make and not have to worry about if the guys were going to bring it in the second half. Yeah, I know the um, culture of any team goes a long way. Talent gets you so far, but culture you know, can speak volumes or really get you over the hump in a game like this against number one ranked Nova Southeastern. For the third time in program history, the Mocs knocking off the number one ranked team in the nation last night with a 93-82 to win over Nova Southeastern at home at George W. Jenkins Fieldhouse. Talking here with assistant head coach or assistant coach Luke St. Leifer. Uh, Luke, team's now what, 10 and 3 on the year? You guys got a big matchup coming up against number 25 ranked. Uh, we got Florida Tech this weekend on Saturday. What, uh, what are you guys looking for in the rest of the way uh, for the team here as uh, you guys head down to Florida Tech for uh, this Saturday's matchup? Yeah, just something we, we talked about today after practice is just consistency. We have to be consistent and um, consistent in what we do in practice every day. Uh, consistent with our mindset um, and uh, just again proud of, proud of the way that uh, our team has handled this this whole thing obviously um, it, it's a it's a big deal what Nova Southeastern what they've done is incredible and to be the ones that snap that streak is a big deal obviously um, it's getting you know a lot of publicity and a lot of people are talking about it um, but what's one thing that's coming from our guys not even really us as a staff is is that our guys at the beginning of the year um, their goal wasn't to beat Nova Southeastern on January 3rd. Um, it's a great win, and uh, it, it, we're definitely going to carry this momentum, but um, their their goals are bigger than that. Um, and so, to be completely honest, there wasn't this huge celebration in the locker room after that some people might think happened or, or um, you know, this you know today it's not like we just, you know, took the day off and they're going to roll into Florida Tech because we beat the number one team, number one team in the country. Um, the, the guys have really taken it upon themselves to – uh, hold them each other accountable and um, really came to work at, at practice today. If you were if you were at practice today or, or three weeks ago, it, it was very similar energy. Um, the guys were locked in. It wasn't like, you know, goofing around, um, which, again, I think is just a, a product of having an older veteran group that have been through these type of things before. So um, just giving credit to the guys and, and their mentality going forward has it, been really good to see. Absolutely, Luke. Yeah. Unfortunately, Eric's pulling the hook out on me for uh, for right now, man. We appreciate you coming on tonight. You guys, you and the team, enjoy this win. Huge win over number one ranked Nova Southeastern last night. And best of luck the rest of the way, especially this weekend as you take on Florida Tech. Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys having me. Take care, Luke. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for segment two of Sports Central. Stay with us. We got our weekly NFL pickums on tap. Talk Radio 96.7 Sports Central. Talking sports. Brought to you by the Hilton Garden Inn. Your host, Justin LaFerrier. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to segment three of Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. I'm Justin alongside Becky. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, gonna, uh, sadly, I mean, we need some, like, like some morning music, Eric, or like tearful music that it's our last week. Of NFL Pickums. Yeah, we got to figure out how we're going to do playoffs. Right? Anyway, week 18, NFL Pickums. Here we go. Sorry, I wasn't prepared. You were not. 
We had a whole break I for you to get forgot, to. I kind of forgot on. about it. The interview messed me up. Come on. I have two other things to go over. Let's go. Back from week 16, um, Neil played because you weren't here. Um, Pretty sure I made my picks, though. Yeah. Neil beat us really bad. Of course um, he did. He got 11. I got 8. You got 7. Dang it. So our leaderboard stood at you at 134 and me at 133. Okay. Last week? Last week, uh, I did really bad, and you did really good. Yes. Um, I got eight. You got 13. What? <laughs> That's insane. You got 13 out of 16. Yeah, man. That's crazy. When so it matters most, stepping our up. Our scores currently stand at 147 with you and 141 with me. So I'm winning this still thing. Winning. However, I did pick this week to win. You picked <laughs> to win. Like I'm not rooting for the Bengals. I'm not doing okay. this. I'm going to win. Okay. So, All right, let's do it. We've right. got no game tonight, right? No game tonight. This is Saturday and Sunday only. Okay. Which is kind of weird. That is weird. Yeah. All right. Starting Saturday. You didn't get the picks from the board, did you? I didn't. Dang it. I'm not gonna you remember, remember anything. Who you picked? All right, here we go. Let's go. All right, Steelers at Ravens. Sorry, yeah. I almost said Baltimore. <laughs> I would have been fine. I know it just the way Steelers yeah. at Baltimore. I don't know. <laughs> I know exactly. I picked. I picked the Steelers. The Steelers are still playing for something. Baltimore is sitting Lamar Jackson, their MVP candidate, as they as are. They have already wrapped up the number one seed. So yeah, Steelers. I went Ravens. So yeah, you gotta you gotta make up six six wins on me. So yeah. Uh, all right, Texans at Colts. I went Houston. I went Colts. I think C.J. Stroud is gonna win that game. Uh, Browns at Bengals. I went the Browns. I think, I think the I Bengals went the Browns are going to get killed. I went the Browns as well. Uh, the Vikings at Detroit. Ooh. Was that part of the board? No. Okay. See, I feel like the I feel like the Lions have already wrapped up the three seed, but Minnesota's probably already out. I'm looking at playoff scenarios here. Nope. Minnesota is technically not out. They If they win... Plus a Green Bay loss, plus a Seattle loss, plus a Tampa loss, they're in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of that losses. That is a lot of ifs. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to go Detroit. Yeah, I went Detroit. Yeah. Uh, the Jags at the Titans. <sighs> I did go the Jags. I went Jags, I think. Yeah. I just don't think the Titans. Because I'm pretty good. sure, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Yeah. This one, this is just going to be. Horrible. The Jets at the Patriots. It is very gonna be. It is very much gonna be horrible. I know that you picked the Patriots because I, I was shocked that you picked the. I Patriots. did pick the Patriots. I picked the Jets. Okay. Um, because I think that they suck a little bit less. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, the Falcons at the Saints was not on the board. Saints. I also went Saints. Uh, the Bucks at the Panthers. Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> um, the Bears at Green Bay. I took the Bears. I think that they're kind of making a comeback. I know. I I waffled on this one. I did. And the Packers almost lost to the Giants. I know. Like by a point. I picked Green Bay, though. I know I did. Yeah. I, I went back and forth. Uh, the Broncos at the Raiders. Who cares? Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I went Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders. I also went Raiders. Uh, the Eagles at the Giants. The Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah. They're still uh, playing for the number two seed. So. The Seahawks at the Cardinals. Mm, did, was that on the board? No. I'm taking Arizona. 
I also took Arizona. Ooh. I was looking at kind of like their last few weeks of playing, and they beat, I think that they beat the Eagles. They, and that's they why did. They beat the Eagles last week. Yeah, and that's why I picked them. Yep. Um, the Chiefs at the Chargers. Chargers are really bad. I'm going They're Chiefs. They're so bad. The Chiefs have been kind of falling off recently. Chiefs haven't been great either. But um, The Rams at the 49ers. This is a battle of backup QBs. I heard this morning, both starting quarterbacks not playing. Oh, my God. So Brock Purdy not playing. Matt Stafford sitting. Okay, well, I picked the 49ers. It's going to be a battle of uh, Carson Wentz for the Rams mm-hmm. versus uh, Sam Darnold for the 49ers. So I'm, is it at San Francisco? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to LA. Okay. T. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys at the Commanders. Cowboys. Yeah, I went Cowboys. Uh, the Bills at the Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. I went Dolphins. There's a Sorry. lot of play there because that's up for that's the NFC AFC East title on the line in that we game. We have so. enough differences here that we could really. Screw each other scores up. Okay. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Week 18 in the NFL Pick'ems. Don't take them to the bank because clearly Beck and I have no idea what the heck we're doing. Uh, I, you got 13 right uh, last week. Last week. Uh, <laughs> blind Squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. So, Yeah. Eric, we, we got a few good. minutes? We got a few minutes. Great. The ball uh, games? Yes. Okay. I just want to point out, I'm a big fan of Barstool Sports. I love Dave Portnoy. He's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Okay. Um, so happy that Michigan won because he won a $1 million bet. Um, that Good for him. That Alabama. doesn't help you, but it doesn't. But I just, I'm so happy for him. I was rooting for uh, for Michigan because he was rooting for Michigan. Um, of course, they knocked off Alabama 27 to 20 in the Rose Bowl. Yep. And I was looking. They post stuff about the NFL like okay. rankings every week, where they rank the teams with like little funny categories, and sometimes they include college ones in there just for giggles. Okay. Um, and there was a category that said, uh, "Got a second game." but wishes they didn't get a second game and Florida State was listed. <laughs> Florida State was listed and uh I think it was like Liberty and Iowa too were listed. Like it was bad. It was funny. I was like Ooh. laughing. I knew Liberty was gonna get crushed in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, Iowa I don't... zero. Yeah, they got That's they so got blanked. <laughs> blanked. Of course in the other College football playoff semifinal. Washington topped the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, yeah. And 37 to 31, offensive shootout there. So Monday will be number two Washington versus number one Michigan at 730. See, Jack and I picked these games last week. I'm oh, happy to say really? Jack was 0 for 2. Okay. He picked Alabama and Texas. <laughs> um, and I was 1 for 1. I picked Michigan and Texas. So I'm sticking with Michigan. I had Michigan beating Texas for the national championship. I'm going to stick with Michigan. Yeah. I think Michigan's going to win. I think Michigan is obviously very talented. You know, they do enough on offense with Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have probably one of the best defenses in all the country. Uh, It'll be tough. It'll be an interesting matchup with Michael Penix Jr. in Washington there against the Michigan defense in the national championship game. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is my bold prediction. See if it happens. Harbaugh wins the national championship with Michigan and then leaves Michigan for an NFL coaching vacancy. That's not that far-fetched, but I think he wins the national championship and then is out and goes to the NFL. If you're going to go out, go out on a high note. Why not, right? That's my thought. We'll see what happens. Monday night, though, right? That's the prediction. Yep, Monday night, 730. 
I have no clue where you can watch it. You can find it yourself. Most likely on ESPN, <laughs> ABC, something like that. Eric, <laughs> Eric's, Eric just pantomimed. Find it yourself. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for segment three, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us as Becky and I come back in the fourth and final segment and let you know what's going on here in Central Florida's Polk County. Talk Radio 96.7, Talking Sports. It's Sports Central, brought to you by Lucille's American Cafe. Let's get back to it now with Becky and Justin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the fourth and final segment of Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. I'm Justin with Becky. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. But um, let's let the people know what's going on here in Central Florida's Polk County, and then we'll, uh, if we got time, we'll touch on some NBA from the NHL update. But uh, not a whole lot going on, obviously, coming off the holidays. Not too uh, too much on tap, but uh, well, be, uh, be on the lookout. There's a bunch of stuff coming up in the next few months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. February is packed. Jam-packed. Good thing it's leap year. We have an extra day. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> Um, first up is Gone Riding. It is January 6th to the 7th at Lois Park. It, there's 107 protected participants. FASA Florida Classic taking place out of Lake Myrtle Sports Complex with 1,250 projected participants. That's going on next week. Yeah, I'm excited to actually see that event. I had them on TV nice. a few weeks ago. Um, That's the Florida Adult Soccer Association. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, UFFL National Championships is being played at NERP uh, from January 12th to the 15th. About 3,000 projected participants. Crazy. The Polk County Disc Golf Club taking place the end of this month, January 27th through the 28th, all over the county, it looks like. Lois, Mosaic, Peace River, and Holloway, 220 projected participants. Have you ever played disc golf? I haven't, but Neil got me a miniature disc golf for Christmas. Excuse me? That like can sit on my desk and oh. I can throw bottle caps at it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, what kind I of stuff are you drinking in the office that has bottle caps? It came with the, it came with the toy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just really fancy Coca-Cola bottles. There you go. <laughs> um, I haven't played it yet, but I'm excited to. I also got miniature table tennis for Christmas. Awesome. For my family's white elephant. So okay. I should bring that in. You should. Yeah. Not that we would play it during work lunch hours. Break. Yeah. Lunch, lunch break. break. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for more information on those events and anything else, check us out. Visit centralflorida.org. Visit centralfloridasports.com. Come on out to the Welcome Center and say hi. Yeah. Quarter mile south of I-4 at Highway 27 in Davenport. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'll come say hi. Please. Are you busy tomorrow? Um, <laughs> I'll come in the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm busy in the afternoon. <laughs> anyway. NHL. Tampa Bay opened a three-game road trip with a 4-2 loss to Winnipeg. They're, like, not doing too well. <laughs> I got to say, how are they even doing on the year? They're not doing well. Not great? I feel like every time I write something about them, they lost. Are they still <laughs> doing the free Chick-fil-A? If, you don't even know. Uh, no, because th- they're losing. They o- I only get it if they win. 18 and 16 on the year. Yeah, like I only get it if they win. So like I so, haven't gotten much. Yeah, they're not 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 great. All right. Well, yeah, kind of sad. But You know who's doing good, though? The Florida please, Panthers. tell me. <laughs> they are 23-12-2 on the year. Second place in the Atlantic Conference and the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, at least one Florida team is like, uh, you Looks know. like they're third overall in the Eastern Conference, so they're doing all right. Yeah, they just won to Arizona, I believe. They're on a five-game winning streak. 
or so they were when I wrote this on Wednesday. <laughs> do, do you know how to say uh, Matthew's last name there for the Florida Panthers? Tachuk? Tachuk? I don't know. You were right, but the T is silent, so it's Kachuk. That's so stupid. Just don't put the T there. Yeah. That is what it is. Oh, my gosh. Because everyone's Canadian. Everything's yeah, oh, weird. Everyone hockey, yes. On the NBA hard courts, the Orlando Magic, they coming off a tough loss yesterday to the Sacramento Kings, 138 to 135 in double overtime. I think we're the problem because we hyped them up when the season I know, started. I know. When they were number two in the Eastern Conference. I know. We did hype them up. We jinxed it. They are it three and seven fault. in their last ten. Three game losing streak right now. Nineteen and fifteen on the year. So you know who they're taking on tomorrow? I do not. Who? My favorite team, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Why is the Denver Nuggets your favorite team? Because I just think a Nugget being a mascot is so funny. Got it. Denver, uh, good team. Obviously, defending NBA champion, NBA champions with uh, their best player. Do you know their best player? I don't. Nikola Jokic. Is his last name Nugget? No, his last name's Jokic. They call... Oh, I thought that was full, his whole first no, name. No, no. Nikola, first name. Pause. Jokic. Okay. His, I'm uh, impressed that you know how to pronounce it. His nickname, The Joker. That's kind of terrifying. Right? If I, yeah. You know what? I was reading through um, for the All Sports Awards some nominations for the Hall of Fame. Okay. And someone's nickname is Meat Cleaver. Stop it. Like it was like their first name in quotes meat cleaver and then their last name and i was like if that was my nickname what sport i i don't really know you gotta tell me i gotta i'll look you've gotta find out and and read it and figure it out but i was just like what could you possibly be playing that your nickname is meat cleaver that's terrible watch it be like water ski (laughs) like it's gonna be Mm. something stupid (laughs) hey speaking of water ski i'll go ahead and give a shout out real quick uh january 27th right across the street starting at 6 p.m we're going to be hosting the 20 or the annual USA Water Skiing and Wake Sports Awards Banquet, celebrating the best of the best in the nine disciplines for the sport. Uh, again, January 27th at 6 p.m. at the RP Funding Center. Tickets on sale now. So if you're uh, an avid water skier or interested in the water ski and wake sports disciplines, come say hi. I'll actually be there January 27th. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You may be there too. You just don't know yet. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I meant to talk to you about that off the air. Maybe we'll talk about that after. Oh, yay. <laughs> anyway, I got to touch on this before Eric pulls the hook out on this on the show. Uh, we talked about the college bowl games. We neglected to mention Florida State's final score. Yeah, 63 to 3. How was Neil doing? I don't think well. <laughs> um, I did hear Dan like went into his office and said a little comment to him. Uh-oh. And then he left the office and I was like, he was in a good mood. He was in a it's good like mood all day. To, you had to say and something. And you had to bring it up. Had to do it. Like, had to bring it up. I mean, as as big of a Florida State Seminoles fan as he is, you had to say I something, right? I feel like right? he had a few days away from the office to, like, really process his grief, you know? I mean, in his defense, too, Florida State was missing, like, 25 players. Yeah, a lot of their players did not play. So, maybe next year, Florida State. I wouldn't play either. Maybe next year. I'd sit out. Yeah, I probably would have, too. <laughs> if I got... Especially if I was going on in the NFL. Yeah. I definitely would have sat out. Yeah. But uh, hard to believe that's going to do it for this edition here of Sports Central, uh, the first edition of 2024. Glad to have you back. Thanks. Glad it was a whole show about Florida Southern. Tap, tap, hiss. Tap, tap, hiss. Thank you to Luke St. Lifer for coming (laughs) on. Good luck to the Florida Southern men's team as they look to take on Florida Tech this weekend. But that's going to do it for Becky and Justin. We'll be back next week, same time.